0: Welcome to The Biggest Thing to Hit the Financial Advisory ESG Community, Environmental, Social, and Governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over
1: 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Hello and welcome to the ESG Players Podcast with your host, Jonathan Kavaznik, one of the leading ESG advisors in the country.
2: Hey, it's Corey Heppel at 937 26 million people have filed for unemployment just the last five weeks. And that number is sure to grow on, on Thursday. We've also got, you got people working from home. We're not going anywhere. Not spending gas. Not, not spending money on parking. We're not going to events. We're not going to concerts. Groceries. That's really about it. It's about all we're spending our money on. Maybe it's time to reorganize our budget. Jonathan Kovaznik is a financial advisor with Cherokee Investments at Bank Cherokee. He's on the CenterPoint Energy Home Service Plus Hotline. Jonathan, how are you?
0: Hey, morning, Corey. Happy to be here.
2: Are you uh, you still working from home?
0: I'm still uh, home officing, yep, using our modern technology, though, to keep in touch with everybody.
2: Very good, very good. Um, you know, Jonathan, we've seen the the numbers. They've been crazy um, and not in a good way. 26 million people have filed for unemployment. I think that number is even higher if, if a family suffers a job loss, what's the first thing that people should look at uh, to downsize?
0: Yeah, so I think what we're finding right now is when people are finding out that their job's been eliminated, the first thing they need to do is prioritize where are they going to cut expenses and how are they going to make ends meet and kind of analyzing and looking at their budget and saying these are the things I could really do without right now because I really need to make sure I can afford to put food on the table and I can make sure I can clothe my children. And put a roof over my head. So it's starting about prioritizing what's important right now and what things we can do without if we have that situation happen to us.
2: So then conversely, if people are they're not laid off, they're not furloughed, but they're working from home and and they notice their budget is, well, I'm not I'm not hitting some of these things like gas and concerts and events and, and experiences. So if there's a little bit more money than than even normal, how can you take advantage of that?
0: Yeah, so I kind of came up with seven ideas that I think right now are really crucial to people being able to put themselves in the right position based on whether they've lost their job or not. But if they haven't lost their job and they still have their income but they're worried, then the first thing we really want to do is crucial is to look at how much debt we have and to really start mm-hmm. paying down that debt because we have an opportunity now that we still have income. Hey, let's take some of that money and start paying down our debt, whether it's on credit cards or car loans or student loans. And to get rid of that overhead, because that's really a big burden and a big drag on our monthly budget, especially if our income changes radically because we've lost our job. So I think that's priority number one.
2: So you got seven here. Number two, Jonathan, go ahead. What do you you got for two?
0: Yeah, so number two is going to be if you find yourself in a position where you have extra income and things are going along and you're not going to movies, you're not going to restaurants, boost your savings. Right now, if I lose my job and I Think about what did I do six months ago, a year ago? I was putting money away in an emergency fund. Now's the time to use that emergency fund. But if I'm still working, now's a chance for me to actually get that beefed up and say, hey, now's a good time to fill up that savings account, make sure I have a cash reserve. We all can see what the stock market's doing. Probably not the best time to have to tap into my retirement accounts and into my stock fund. Mm -hmm. However, if I can really boost my emergency savings, So I have a real good source of cash that's really stable. I want to really pump that up right now. So that's number two. I want to get my savings for my emergency, for myself, pumped up. Yep, fill that up.
2: Yep. Jonathan, let me let me jump in real quick. So when you say emergency savings fund, where's the best place to have that? I know banks, obviously, you know, you can just throw it in there and you you have your savings account, but that doesn't make any interest. Are there any other safe spots that have no penalties that you can just throw it in there that maybe even it pumps it up like another percentage or anything like that?
0: So in the current environment, I would say we have to prioritize that the earnings is not the important part. The liquidity and access to the money is the important part. And so that's what we're going to give up. We're going to give up some yield. We're going to lose a little bit of potential for return. But we're going to have the money there when we need it. And we're going to have liquidity and stability. So I put that first over what am I going to return on my emergency cash.
2: Okay, That's so you've got seven tips. He's Jonathan Kavosnik. Uh Number one, pay down debt. Number two, boost emergency savings. And number three, identify expenses to cut.
0: Yeah, so if you think about right now, of course, all of the online uh, businesses are booming, right? Everyone's watching Netflix and everyone's watching uh, Amazon Prime and everyone's playing online video games. But we think about things that we can cut. So we want to support our local businesses, but maybe we don't need to spend as much money eating out right now and we can spend a little bit more on groceries and cook at home or maybe there's some things that we had as a, a luxury item that we don't really need on a monthly basis. Look at your budget and say these are the things I'm not going to spend money on and reduce my expenses now till the crisis passes and then we know we're in a better position. So number 3 is yeah find some ways to cut back. Yeah.
2: yeah. Number- and number four, I don't know that this is 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 uh, only specific to this time, but it's, it's good advice to remember today and always. Live within your means.
0: Uh, exactly. And I think what we're finding out right now is when we look at our financial plans and we look at our budgets and we look at how we handle our finances, is right now is a crisis that's telling us if we do these things, uh, this is why we did it, right? So this is why we had an emergency cash reserve. This is why we made sure we were living within our means. Or if we weren't living within our means prior to the crisis, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to say, maybe I'm going to eat a little macaroni and cheese this week and I'm not going to have a prime steak. Or maybe I'm not going to spend as much money on expensive uh, groceries on a monthly basis like I was before. Maybe I'm not going to take that vacation. Um, Unfortunately, there's a lot of things that are going on now that people are postponing that are luxury items that normally we wouldn't postpone those. But right now, it's really important. Live within our means. Make sure we Mm -hmm. can cut some costs. And look where we can uh, save some some dollars right now. Yeah,
2: yeah so. and, and I know you you tell me this all the time. This next one, number five, you tell me this all the time. It's like, don't just focus on today. This is a it's a journey. It's a marathon.
0: It, it's into the long haul. We're we're planning for uh, things that will be 15 years down the line. Maybe we're planning for our newborn baby's college education. Maybe we're planning for our own retirement in 20 years. And so if we have the resources now, I mean, sadly and unfortunately, a lot of people have lost their jobs, but there's a big percentage of the population that is still working is don't freeze and put your long-term goals on hold right now. You have to keep on the long-haul venue and say, yes, I'm going to still fund my kids' college education. I still have income. I'm still going to fund my retirement. And actually, when the market was down as much as it was at the end of March, what a great time to be buying into the market when you look at the long-term, not just the three-month or the three-week or the one-week mm-hmm. period. Yep, you got to focus yeah. on the long haul when you have the opportunity to do that. So, yep, yeah, that's exactly he, what we want to do.
2: He's Jonathan Kovaznik, financial advisor with Cherokee Investments at Bank Cherokee. He's got seven tips to help people right now. We've gone through one through five. Uh, number six is uh, identify your risk tolerance. What do you mean by that, Jonathan?
0: Yeah, so, again, with the market correcting as much as it has, uh, people are really coming to the mindset of, is this the kind of risk I should be taking and can I handle this? Do I have an iron stomach or hey, is this way too uh, much risk, too much volatility, too much uneasiness? And now's a great time to evaluate either with your own financial advisor or just to self-evaluate, did this crisis really shake you? Or did you say, nope, I'm going to ride this out and I can handle this risk and this is working for me. Now's a perfect time to understand risk in the market. We haven't had this kind of volatility for over 10 years. The market's been on a straight rise, and most people don't realize the risk they've been taking. Perfect time to identify your risk tolerance that you personally can stomach. Separate from having a cash reserve, right? We talked about you got to have that money safe. But your long-term goals, your intermediate goals, this is really telling you where you fit in on a risk parameter and whether you should be making adjustments, especially now that the market's kind of coming off the bottom. You're getting closer to the chance to say, hey, maybe I don't need to take the same risk. Uh, I didn't realize how I was doing that.
2: Yeah. Yep. And and number 7 for Jonathan is is continue your education. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Continue your education. Jonathan, real quick, you mentioned the you mentioned the market. Do you think the market has already hit rock bottom or or can it go lower? Well, it can, but do you think it will go lower?
0: Yeah, so I think if we look at all of the ideas that the analysts are giving us and how the market's behave is in every other uh pandemic and every other financial crisis, the market goes down and then the market goes up. The question is, is it going to be a V, which would be very rapid, or is it going to be a slow U? And we know that we, uh, it's uncertain what's going on with the virus and whether it's going to come back or how far uh, away from it we are as far as getting away from. Uh, we have to get the economy going. But it's pretty clear the, the market is going to end up higher in the future. So maybe it's yep. six months, maybe it's 12 months. But, yeah, I would be going in. We, the, we're, we're off the bottom. Uh, however, we're not anywhere near recovering what we gave up the last three three months. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're, we're not going uh, to zero. Uh, the large companies, the Coca-Colas of the world, the targets of the world, they're not going bankrupt. The uh, Amazons of the world, unfortunately, there's some parts of the economy that are hurting, and that's really a drag on the overall stock market and the overall marketplace. However, those are going to recover. And if those don't recover, we're going to look at places that are doing well, because Unfortunately, there's companies that are able to take advantage of the crisis. Uh, Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in the sense of that means someone else is getting hurt because their business model isn't working. And so we got to find the companies that are strong that can weather the storm. But yeah, I, I, we're not going to zero. The country's not stopped moving. The earth isn't going to stop spinning. Uh, the, the world has to go on. So the yep. market's going to come back, and we got to look at the long term and evaluate our risk. Right? We just talked yep. about that. Is this yep. Can I stomach a 30% drop in my portfolio knowing it's going to go up 30% at some point? Then, then yeah, we want to keep going, got to keep doing what we're doing. So, yep. yeah, we, we might test the lows. It would be probably unlikely now that they're starting to get the economy going. Uh, however, we can be uh, certain if we look at historically, we're going to be higher, at, 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 whether it's 12 months, 18 months, or two years. Yep. The longer if this slowdown happens, of course, the longer that gets pushed off. But we are going to turn
2: the corner. Good reassuring news, Jonathan. We appreciate the time this morning. Always good to catch up.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. You have a great day. Everyone stay healthy and
2: safe. You too, Jonathan. He's Jonathan Kavaznik, financial advisor with Cherokee Investments at Bank Cherokee on the CenterPoint Energy Home Service Plus Hotline.
1: If you have any questions, please contact Jonathan Kavaznik at jkvaznik, that's K-V-A-S-N-I-K, at securitiesamerica.com. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC, Jonathan B. Kovaznik, CHFC, Registered Representative, Advisory Service. Services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc., Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies. Not FDIC insured. No bank guarantees. May lose value. Not insured by any government agency. Not bank deposits.